Hey everyone, good morning, welcome to a new month and uh, the last quarter of the year. I think this year has gone really fast. I mean, it was just like I blinked my eyes and opened them when it was just January. So welcome to a new month and hope everyone had a first quarter that was at least good and they had things to be grateful for. Well, looking back, I did have a lot of things to be grateful for, and I still have a lot of things to be grateful for. So, but I'm not going to be talking about all of that today. So, <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of um, <clears throat> thinking and looking at the past, even though I always say never to, I don't really like looking at the past, but I've been doing that lately, and, you know, I tagged this podcast of of safe drafts and love poems. You know, when you go through your emails and, you know, their drafts, or even your drafts saved on your laptop, your phones, any of your um, devices where maybe you were going to write a post, but you saved it as a draft, on your word, on your blog, you have places where you had saved drafts that you have not edited to make into a post. So today's of saved drafts and love poems. So what happens when you know sometimes you you look at you look back in time <clears throat> and you remember, for example, oh, I mean, where's time gone, you know? And for me, um, I went back to my drafts to look at posts that I had not made and the ones I could edit to become full posts. And uh, a couple of thoughts came to my mind. I remember two people specifically. One of them had a relationship with him, and then the second one. Yeah, it was a sort of relationship thing. So, you know, I remembered them and I remembered conversations because, I mean, the thing with me was um, I would send emails. I used to send emails. And even though we spoke, I sent emails. Maybe I'd like, you know, because for one of them particularly, he encouraged my writing. When he knew I knew how to write, he would encourage me. He would say, oh, send me your post, send me a draft. He would read and, you know, put his inputs, which was really very cool. You know, I appreciated that because he was very encouraging, like, write, write, and, you know. So I just went through my drafts and remembered and stumbled upon some um, emails that I never sent out to him. And, you know, it was all very emotional, yappy, yappy, yappy. So, you know, it kind of put me in a sort of state. And I started thinking, wow, I said it off. <laughs> you know why? I like to tell myself that I'm a very... Sometimes I don't, I'm not very emotional, but I think those those drafts have, and love poems, that's also a safe draft, has proven to me that I'm not, uh, I'm not someone who's, who's had heart, that I could be soft, I could be very emotional in, in the relationship. So it got me thinking that, you know, sometimes we do these kinds of things. Sometimes our safe drafts could just be something we have been planning to do. Maybe it's an idea for something, and we just we just left it at the backbone, and we're like, you know what? I'm not I'm not doing this again, you know. And if you stumble on such things, sometimes it's good to go back, look at it again, and say, okay, fine. How do I? How should I have done this? What should I have done better? I think for those drafts, one of the first things that struck me was that, and I I think it's what something I told myself that I'll try to be someone who's not very emotional in you know. And I don't think sometimes that when you are maybe like in a relationship with someone, I don't think that it's at the point at which you're very emotional 
and you're feeling all mushy mushy that you maybe send emails write messages i do believe that it's good for you to be very open it's good to you for you to be very I'm free with the person because that's what your love should be. Should be allow I should allow you to completely be who you are with a person. But I think that even if that freedom exists, <clears throat> I think that you should hold back a bit <clears throat> of yourself. And it's not everything about yourself that you should just put out there to say, "Oh, this is me. This is who I am," and all of that. I think some things should just be kept. Should just be kept, you know. So looking through those drafts, I mean, the things that I was like, "Wow," I said this. Wow, 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 wow. You know, and we're really very personal and expressing how I felt about this person. You know, two persons, two separate times. So we're not the same. They were not, those relationships didn't occur at the same time. They occurred at different spaces of their years in between them. You know, so it just got me thinking about those things and then, you know, wondering so much about this whole love thing and, you know, really, does it really die? Does it exist? I mean, does it die? I mean, do you, how, how do you go from feeling so much about a person that the person is like your entire, the entirety of who you are? Or how, I'm, how do I explain this? That you think about the person and you can't get them out of your mind. Like you wake up, they're in your mind. You go to bed, they're in your mind. You're thinking about them consistently. You want to spend time with them. And you know, you want to just, just want to be around them, sure. And how to go from that to completely not even sometimes, in some cases, speaking to them. Not because you're, you're not quarreling with them, but you're not speaking with them and you guys are not in that space anymore. If you even have conversations, it may just be, hi, hi, it's been a while. How are you doing? I just check up on you. Or I just, I don't just wanted to find out how you're doing. Well, it's been harsh. It's been, I mean, are you still there? Are you hanging in there? And all of that. So how do you go from all of that to that space? And for me, it's still something that I'm still trying to understand. So, for example, I'm so fascinated. As I, you know, I, it's a fascination for me. I see people who they didn't know themselves before. They were just random strangers. They're not love. You know, I keep wondering, how does that love thing happen? That, you know, you meet girl meets boy, or boy meets girl, and, you know, they just click. And then they stay the course, and then just become like, oh, I can't do without this person. At what point, for me, is that, you know, what's that done? Has that done? You just, oh, I love this person. I have to be this person, you know. So when that doesn't happen, it's it's funny to me that you know what could have is it that your love died, and all of that. So save drafts basically for me is when those thoughts come when you stumble upon a save draft, you stumble upon a note, you stumble upon a love poem. You remember someone who bought you a jewelry, a piece of jewelry, a necklace, what a top, trousers, old pair of shoes. A book, you know, just ponder, let it bring back good memories of this person to you in that moment. Let it bring about good memories. Remember the good things. Reflect for just a little bit. Be in that space where you remember the good memories. And because it definitely would bring memories, you would think about, oh, I remember where I was when this happened. I remember what this person said. I remember this conversation. It was fun to have at that particular time. So, Enjoy the memories. Don't dwell on it too much that you stay there, that you now pick up your phone and you're like, well, let me just call this person. Not necessarily because you might call the person for the wrong reasons. And just find yourself where you don't want to be. And I always believe that it takes something to walk away from someone. However it happened, whoever did the walk away, it's irrelevant. 
but I believe that it takes so there's always a stronger reason for walking away from someone. You don't just wake up and walk away from someone that you care so much about. Hey, there's something else. So I always feel that like that reason, especially if it's taking a long time, it's um it's a valid reason and so it may not always be very smart to go back to that something you have walked away from except except that um parties have agreed to walk through what led to the walking away and people have taken accountability and taken responsibility for their actions because there's no point if you're with someone i say okay for example i'm with someone and one of the reasons i left the person was i didn't like the manner i'm not saying that's what happened in any of the spaces that's not what happened and i didn't like the way the, the manner in which the person spoke to me you know, maybe he was dismissive and he felt he'd be condescending. Not saying that happened in none of these people would be did that anyway. And then I walked away from that because I didn't like that. And then the person we meet somewhere again, let's say five years later, we meet in we meet in France. Why France? Oh, we meet in Casablanca. <laughs> oh my I like Casablanca ever since I I mean I heard of that movie. I like the place and I really want to go to Morocco someday. So let's say we're meeting Casablanca and both of us are single and then we meet up we start to talk and we reminisce so we're just like oh yeah it used to really be good and then we go our separate ways to separate lives and then the person says oh you know what let's meet and we start to talk all over again now if the person is trying to come back i would have to say okay you know what one of the reasons that this thing worked was because a you were very dismissive two I didn't like the fact that you were condescending. And I, did, I felt that was very not the proper way to be spoken, how I want to be spoken to, because you would not like that if I speak to you in that manner. So I put it there. You know, and so I would watch first to see, has this person changed? I would want to know whether they are still that person or they still talk in that manner. Now, if they haven't changed that much, there's no point for me to be there because we would always come to that point where I would have to say the same thing that you're still condescending. And, you know, when people say people change, it's a very hard thing. Change doesn't happen because people assume that they love someone. And so the person's going to change for them. That's not true. I don't believe anyone's going to change for me. I believe people are going to change because they want to change because they believe and they can be better. And that has nothing to do with me. I never like to tie people's change to other people. I'm not going to change because of someone. I have really, really liked a person. And I was going to take a decision that I don't hold lightly. And I, I, I didn't take that a decision that was very important to me. And a person was going to influence that decision. But at the end of the day, when I thought about it deeply, I was like, no, I'm not going to make this decision because of this person. I'll make this decision because I have chosen to do that. And so the decision was not made. So my point is, no matter how much we like people, we don't, we can, we don't have the power to change them. We can't change a person. We can't change a person. The person chooses on their own that, look, I don't like this thing. I don't want to be this person. So I'm going to work on myself consistently. And I'm going to make sure that in doing that, I let my friends, I let people who care about me, who have told me this thing to be, I let them to hold me accountable. So when they see me going in that direction, they pull me back to say, hey, guy, I'm not, I'm not, this is not an attack, but this is, you're stepping back into this thing that we, we don't want to be. And so I remind myself consistently, you know, so if a person was going to go back, you'd have to say, look, are you still the same person? Because if they're still the same issues, what's the point? You're just going back to the same old thing. 
but as a general rule and it's not the i'm not saying it's because i feel like um it's uh it's not pride but i really do not really like to go back to i don't believe in going back to people you have been with before i don't i like i just think that that's that that same um, ship has sailed as they say it's sealed it's gone it's not coming back let it go let it go maintain the person's friendship and move on to someone else that's something fresh that's that's what i think so uh of safe drafts of safe drafts uh it always helps you to see what you were to i mean you now have hindsight you now you're not in that space you were you're not so emotional so you're able to look at it and say hmm no 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 maybe this shouldn't have been or well it's okay you know so offset drafts of love poems love poems because i wrote love poems for one of those persons because i'm very I'm, I'm, i i like to believe i like to believe I use that word, I like to believe, because I don't think I exactly am. But I like to believe that I'm an expressive person when it comes to talking to people. I think I'm very expressive, and I like to believe that I'm expressive in love, that I can show love. I like to believe that's what I might not really be. So I write a lot of poetry. So, I mean, it just makes sense that if I'm with someone and I like or love, love that person, I'm going, to have to, I'm going to write a poem about that. If I could write poems about things that... Uh, it means something to me if this person means that much to me I would write about how I feel I would express that in writing paper and bio or type a love poem which is what I did for one person and you know so it was interesting I may or may never publish the poem because I put the person's name so it's possible that I could have I might publish it one day and then just take out the person's name and certain details that you know, you would know that that's, you'd have an idea of who the person is. I don't want to do that because that's like, the person doesn't need to know. That point is in the person's emails. I don't need to put it on my, I don't, I mean, come on. I don't need to put that there. I mean, come on. You know what it is. It's good for you. Besides, person has moved on. I have moved on. Everybody has moved on. So what's the point? You know, so. I just, I mean, it was just, it just got me thinking about those things, and, and um, I, I don't think I had, re- I have regrets. I didn't have regrets. I was like, well, the were experiences, and I think the experiences that will carry with me that, you know. But there was a lot of laughter. <laughs> Safe jobs made me laugh at some of the conversations that were hilarious, and I think that it also taught me something very important, and it is that. Uh, you as a person that what's important it, it's, it's that you should never be with someone who doesn't make you feel like you're safe safety here not necessarily in the context that most people think which that is important but safety for me here means that when you we feel like someone when someone makes you feel safe you don't feel like anybody's judging you you know that if there are issues someone is going to point them out to you in a loving manner because they care. They're not going to use it against you to say, oh, okay, when there's an argument that, oh, no, the reason why this is happening is because that's who you are. They're not going to turn back everything that has been said in confidence, in a place of safety and vulnerability, and use it as sort of like daggers 
it's metaphorical now. You know, throwing that at you and hitting you when it when it when it when it matters the most that you don't need to be hit like that. So, I think for me that's important. I think for me what's also important is somebody who lets me be me. You know, so when you say let you be you is. We all have our different complexities. We have different things that have made us who we are. Whether it's life circumstances, whether it's what we believe in. I'm a Christian first. And so whatever I believe in affects how I live my life. So I don't make certain decisions. And I won't do certain things because I'm a Christian. I will not um, walk in certain ways, say certain things. You know, I will not, there's certain places I probably will not go to. You know, because I don't feel very comfortable in those spaces. I don't feel like... I should be here, you know. So because of those things, they would have an effect on the kind of person I am. So if I meet someone tomorrow and, you know, the person should understand that, look, this is this person and I will not do X, Y, Z. I will not go to X, Y, Z. If I have boundaries in my relationship with the person, the person would understand that these are my boundaries. I'm not, I, don't, I don't plan to cross these boundaries because... This is who I am. I'm not going to change who I am now. It's not going to happen. I'm, I mean, I'm very, very, very lightweight away from 40. So it's not going to happen. If it didn't happen when I was 20, it's not going to happen when I'm 30. And when I'm later, it's not very close to 40. It's not happening. It probably will not happen ever. You know, and besides, if that's something that I feel strongly about, if it's my fate, then I'm, it's, it's not going to change. So my point basically is it's, it's better to be with someone who is okay with that. And at the same time, I too have to be okay with who a person is, which brings me back to the question of trying to change people. For example, if you're someone who who believes strongly that, I mean, there's a, a lot of people who have a couple of ideas these days, which, I mean, it's all well and good. And if, I mean, if you're someone who doesn't think or someone who doesn't want to have kids, for example, that's a, an example. And that's something that you feel strongly about, which... I don't think that's. I don't think it's a bad thing because personally, I like children a lot. I work with children in church. I like children. I love my nieces and my nephews. I love, love, love them. But I don't know personally because I've really never sat down to think about it. Or maybe now I'm thinking about it. I don't really know that I want to have lots and lots of children. Like probably I wanted to do. I've been thinking lately that probably if I have one, I'm fine. You know. Or if and if I don't even have, I'm okay with that. I could adopt, and I don't have a problem with that. I'm very, very cool with that. Now, if that's my mindset, it makes no sense for me to be with someone who doesn't think that way. And then tell myself that, oh, he will change his ideas or he will change his views. That's not who he is. It would be very unfair and it would be wicked of me to knowingly know that if the person has had conversations with me regarding that, or we've talked about that and, you know, he's like, no, no, I'd like to have four kids. I was the only child in my family and I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I felt like I should have had a brother or sister to play with. I felt alone a lot of times, even though my parents were there. I want to have four kids. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then we get into the marriage. I have one, and it's like, babe, let's have the rest. And I'm like, no, I'm not having no. I don't, I don't have. And I'll now start saying, oh, the person should change. I should be able to accept this person that he says he wants for children. Mm-hmm. I should be able to see where he's coming from, his own circumstance that has made him where he's, and that he's, okay, like, fine, I'll meet you in the middle ground. We can do two, we can do three, but I don't want us to do one. 
So I, could, so I too would also have to adjust to come to that point. I'm not really changing this person. This person is really changing me or finding a middle ground. But it's different where I'm like, okay, fine. When we don't have kids and the person's like, okay, I think we should try for kids. I think the first thing we should do is let's go get tested. Let's know what the problem is. I mean, and then if we do that, let's look at all the options the doctors have chosen. If it's going to do IVF, let's do IVF first. Let's start with that. It works for some people, yes. Let's try, let's start with IVF first. And I'm like, no, I'm not in IVF. If you say I can't have kids, I'm not supporting myself with IVF. Or they say my chances are, no, I'm not in IVF. I don't want to do IVF. I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. I know somebody who did, and this is, I don't want to do IVF. I cannot do it, please. Uh, bros, let's go and adopt children. Come on. It will make sense because we haven't tried other ways and i'll be comfortable because inside of me i'm okay with the idea of not having but that's not him so that's where my point is that about you don't have the ability to change a person so don't bother trying to change people so of love of love drafts and love poems i think i think in the end i think love is Love people the way you want to be loved. Yes, as the Bible would say, um, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus would say, putting others before yourself. And for me, that's very instructive because it means that if you, if you put people before yourself and you know how to treat yourself good because we know how to treat ourselves good. I think Jesus even gave the example of your earthly father knowing how to give you good gifts. So if you know how to treat yourself well and you know how you like to be treated, pampered, petted, spoken to, regarded off do the same to somebody else do the same a person do the same do the same of safe drafts and love poems love people truly wholly sincerely that's it if you do all of that, the old thing, all the things that people that that all the all the other things that are the issues that people speak of that was spoken of a lot of times, it won't happen. If you sincerely, wholly, truly love someone, there will be no cheating, there will be no double dealing, there will be no uh, there will be no need to disregard someone's feelings. There will be no need to a lot of the things will not happen that way because again, you would want to treat them the way you want to be treated. Nobody wants to be taken for a right. Nobody wants to be made a feel like a fool. Nobody wants to be cheated on. Nobody wants to be disregarded. It's a, it's a horrible feeling, and nobody wants that. I mean, nobody. So, do have a lovely day. If you come across this, like, please a comment. I was trying to make this a blog post, so I'll try, I'll try to put it down and so you can go to my blog and read it. It might slightly differ from this because, I mean, that's the problem with writing and um, this podcasting, I think. The ideas are there. I've jotted them down. But when I'm writing and speaking, my mind goes in a different track. I need to be able to focus. So have a lovely Saturday, everyone, and do enjoy yourself. It's your favorite full man, full spirit saying, Till the next one. I don't know what the next one will be, but I do hope it's a good one as well. Bye bye.